following resource is from Welford Baptist Church. It's the third kind of interview conversation that we've done with our staff. And uh, I've actually got two people with me today, uh, two members of our staff here at church. I've got uh, Pastor Craig, Craig Guy, and our children's minister, Mrs. Brianna Hutchins. Brianna Carver Hutchins, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Make sure I got it right. <laughs> uh, first of all, welcome. Hope you guys are doing okay. Doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this um, for a couple weeks now, and we, we've done Carl and Mike already, and uh, we talked yesterday and we figured it'd be a good idea for us to do it together um, since our ministries here kind of tie in. Right. Um, and speaking of that, um, you know, I wanted to discuss the ministries that we are, our titles that we have here. And uh, if you guys don't mind just kind of defining what those ministries are and what those roles are here on staff here at our church. So Craig, we'll start with you and then we'll go to Brianna. Well, I guess my actual job title is pastor of family ministries and missions. And, um, my responsibilities is pretty simple is just to try to help families be connected you know we want everybody from the youngest to the oldest you know to be connected at church uh, find a place for them to fit in to find them a discipleship class or life group class as we call them uh, to get them connected uh, then to help the families grow uh, as we know that the mom and dad is the primary disciple maker and right. so uh, we want to partner with them and uh, to be able to help equip them because we have a short amount of time here uh, to be able to pour into them. So we want to give them resources and help them and encourage them so they can continue on at home since they have the most time. Uh, then also the missions aspect is this, of course, to, to lead all of our missions, uh, not only here in our community, but also globally, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, to fulfill the Great Commission. Right. And uh, so I help coordinate mission trips, plan the mission trips, and of course get to go as well. And then also form partnerships, which we have in Virginia, and then also over in Nicaragua, where we hope to plant a church pretty soon, hopefully. So, yeah, so Marcella and Jeffrey. Yeah, Marcella <laughs> and Jeffrey. Yes, absolutely. Well, Miss Brianna. So, okay, so like, I'll piggyback off what he said. I'm the children's director here, so I'm over ages birth all the way to sixth grade. So I have a wide range. So that comes with nursery, preschool, and then children's church, and. Um, I'm just here again to pour into these children's lives and hold some babies here and there. <laughs> but most importantly, like Craig said, partner with the families. And again, we can pour into them as much as they're here, but help partner with them while they're at home and give them the best opportunity to pour into their children's lives while they're at home. So I think that's mainly my job, of course, while they're here, make it fun, but pour into them the gospel, teach them the gospel. Mm -hmm, sure. But again, partnering with families is one of our main goals to help them. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that I appreciate um, is the fact that we do work together, and the fact that you know it's not like Craig is is ruling over us and telling right. us what yeah. to do, but it's more of a partnership. Right. And so when they get through the program in the children's ministry, when they go to youth group, which was with me, so from that seventh grade age on, you know, they're with me, and then they graduate high school, and and so. Um, you know what I like is that we intertwine things together. Right. Um, we we understand the principles that are important um, for us here when we have the students, when we have the children here. Um, we adapt, obviously, with different lessons and things like that. Um, but we want to teach them the core principles, and we'll get to some of those later because I know sure. Craig, you wanted to talk about that. But yes. um, again, just intertwining everything together, and like you said keeping the families connected um, so 
that maybe we have a child who's three years old, works their way all the way up into youth group, and once they graduate from high school, they get into college or they get into the workforce and they're still connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to keep them connected from three months old yeah. to 300 years old if they live to be that old, you know, yeah, um, connected here uh, at this church. So I wanted to talk about uh, just personally some of the things um, about you guys, maybe some things the rest of the church just doesn't know, um, uh, may not be familiar with. Um, we know it and I know it, but maybe not some other folks. And so it gives us an opportunity to share a little bit about us. And so um, I guess let's go back to growing up and what your family dynamic looked like um, growing up and kind of bring us from, I guess, as far back as you can remember, uh, hit some of the highlights, um, talk about your testimony and your story. Um, and then bring us to where we are today. So I know that's a, a long stretch, <laughs> but kind of summarize that if you could. It take as long as you need. Um, but talk about your family growing up. What your family looked like? Did you go to church with your family? Um, when did you come to faith in Christ? Uh, was it a gradual growth, or was it just one moment? And from that time, you've kind of stayed on track. Um, uh, was it you were saved, baptized, you know, you got the Bible with your little name on it, and um, and then, you know, you gradually grew in your faith, and at an older age, you you fully understood um, the decision that God lead, led you to make it at a younger age as well. So, uh, Brianna, we'll start with you, okay. and then we'll go with Craig. Okay, so family dynamic, um, most people probably don't know, but I had an interesting family dynamic, um, especially when I was younger. Um, my biological father is not in my life and I haven't talked to him probably 20 years, Mm. maybe a little less than that, but, um, he was a drug addict and Mm. had a lot of mental health issues. And so my mother and my biological father were not married, Mm. um, when she got pregnant with me. So there was a lot of abuse in that my mom went through and that's kind of her story to tell. So I won't go into that, but there's a lot of abuse in that relationship. And mm. so she worked really hard to break the cycle for me, um, mm. which I thank her so much for, because mm-hmm. without her doing that, there's no telling where I'd be now. Mm. But anyway, so yeah, she got out of that relationship, but I was still having to visit my grand or my father. Um, and that was really hard because it was full of turmoil and drugs and I mean he's taking me to places I shouldn't have been as a child and it was Mm. very dangerous and I just thank God I can see his hand in that now Mm. um keeping me safe and so that was probably up until I was around seven when I stopped actually going every other weekend or two weeks in the summer whatever it was but my father now who i consider my father lee who goes Mm -hmm. to this church he has been in my life since i was three and so god sent him for sure perfectly (laughs) i mean he just came in and not only saved me but my mother from Mm -hmm. this and um trying to keep track hold on y'all no you're fine you're fine um but there was a lot of custody battles and court dates and cops and my yeah it was a lot so right around six years old the judge finally allowed my mom to have full custody like was not allowed to see my father all of those things so that's when that kind of stopped and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of my childhood I don't 
remember. Mm-hmm. I, sh- I think like my brain almost shut it out. So right. I don't have those that many memories of you mm-hmm. know going to drug houses and things like that. But there's little things that will pop up. So from then on, thank goodness for the Lord saving me from that. I didn't have to go back. So my family dynamic became my mom, my dad, Lee, yeah. and um, me. And so once they got married, we moved to Greenville and um, started a family or started a life here. Mm-hmm. We weren't in church, mm. but my mother had been raised in church and my dad had been too. We just weren't a part of a church. So I knew Jesus. They preached to me. I mean, we prayed. I knew who God was. I knew about Jesus, but I we weren't plugged into a church until later in life. Mm. Um, but I would go to VBS oh, okay. with friends. Yeah. So this is why VBS is so important to me because... I was in fifth grade and went to VBS over the summer with one of my really good friends, and that's when I was actually saved. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, raise your hand, all those things, um, <laughs> and how excited my mom was for me. I mean, they were. I wasn't. I wouldn't say I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I just wasn't. Maybe. We just weren't into church, gotcha. and there's a you know you need church, mm-hmm. sure. and I don't blame my parents for that. I know it's difficult, but. Um, we weren't in church until a little bit later. So I was saved. We didn't really start going to church, so technically saved, but was I really growing as a Christian? I mean, you know what I mean? It was just like <laughs> yeah, sure. this awkward time between until I was a freshman in high school. Okay. And my dad was talking to a friend. And I mean, I don't know exactly what his conversation was, but he came home and we're like, we're going to church. <laughs> so I didn't go to church. I think he just got encouragement of, I'm the leader, so I need to be doing this. So we joined Taylor's First Baptist in Taylor's, and we started going to church. And mm-hmm. I was able to get baptized because I had never been baptized. I got saved in fifth grade, but I never mm-hmm. went to part of a church, so where was I going to get baptized? So that happened, and we were there... Probably four years before I started working at Mitchell Road Presbyterian Church. And this was a job while I was a senior in high school. And I worked in the after school care because they had a Christian academy there. And I got plugged in with their children's ministry at Taylor's. While you're in high school, you can't volunteer with children's ministry because they want you in service, which I understood. But here I kind of found my niche where I Mm -hmm. was able to worship, but I was also able to pour into the kids' lives because that's just... I just love children, so mm-hmm. that was really nice for me. So my parents were still at Taylor's, and I was still a member there, but I was working and spending a lot of time at Mitchell Road, so it kind of overlaps there. Mm-hmm. And then um, throughout high school, again, just working, kind of going to Taylor's, but also working at another church. And mm-hmm. then um, senior year came around, and again, still going to church, but kind of fell off the whole I was working toward, you know, building my Christian faith. Senior year came around, and let's just say I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> doing horrible, but I just wasn't as devoted. I didn't yeah. really care. Senioritis. Yes. Yeah, I just yeah. was done. I just felt more. <laughs> was a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, was more interested in my friends and things mm-hmm. that I shouldn't have been. Should sure. have been more interested in church. But, you know, right. Right. I think that happens a lot. And so... Again, the Lord's hand in my life really started pulling me to North Greenville University. Mm-hmm. And again, I think when I look back now, I'm glad I ended up going to North Greenville because I feel like if I didn't, I could have gone down a different path. Sure. Um, so I started attending North Greenville in 2014 and spent all four years there. And I stud- 
well, that's funny, because I started as a um, early childhood education major. I thought mm -hmm. for sure I want to be a first grade teacher. Mm -hmm. And then, <sighs> kind of funny, then I decided, oh no, I want to be a special education teacher. So I changed. <laughs> and then I was like, no, I want to be occupational therapist. So I changed. I mean, I just was going through all kinds of stuff. I knew the Lord was pulling <laughs> me in these ways, but I just couldn't figure out. Yeah. Something where. to do with children. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I knew I wanted to work with children. Yeah. And then it was my junior year in college, and the summer I got an internship with a children's ministry Okay. at Mitchell Road again. So I okay. was working directly under the director there, and they have a pretty big program. So mm -hmm. she had two interns, and I was like, this will be fun for the summer. I mean, mm -hmm. you get to work with kids and plan VBS. How hard could it be? Well, that summer is probably one of the best summers of my life because... I finally was like, this is what the Lord wants me to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was so evident right. that this is where I need to be. And so I went back to school and changed my major <laughs> <laughs> to interdisciplinary studies. And I did education and psychology just to add a little something yeah. else. Because I knew I didn't want to be a teacher in the school. I know mm -hmm. I worked with the kids, but I didn't want to be mm -hmm. in the school all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, then I met Stuart Floyd who went here. And he was helping me with my... Um, resume one day yeah and I was like I really want to be a director but you know I'm coming out of college nobody's gonna hire me for that I mean nobody so it was like something in a church I really want to be in the church and he just happened to say well my home church is hiring a children's <laughs> director and he's like it's in Welford it's called Welford Baptist Church and I was like what's Welford <laughs> I was like, what state is that in because yeah. I didn't realize and so he ended up talking to Carl I sent my resume and the rest is history I met with Carl and Craig and yeah. the Lord answered that prayer and I was able to get a job here so that's kind of how I ended up here mm -hmm. my past um, it's just I look back and can see the Lord's hand in every aspect of my life and mm -hmm. I think that's super special yeah because I can have such a great appreciation and I mm -hmm. see what the Lord is doing in people's lives here and the children here because it does I mean you look back and you can see that mm -hmm. the protection he had over me and yeah. you know yeah. blessing me with all he has so. yeah and he can use you know one of the the neat things about you know our stories in general uh, is not just necessarily the circumstances but the fact that God can use our stories no matter what it is right. um, and I'm a firm believer in, in that God brings you through certain things even if it's not your fault it's not a mistake that you made even at the mistakes of other people the, the sins of other people god can bring you through that so that one day you can reach out to someone who has a similar right. story and you can partner together um one thing i did want to ask you though where does andy fit in all of this oh so. goodness so, <laughs> uh, he i met him i was a freshman in high school Okay. And he was a junior, and it's funny. <laughs> um, I cheered, and he played football. So yeah. we had seen each other, you know. But we actually had a class together. Um, it was a drama class that I did not want to take. But you had to have, like, a something art class. So mm -hmm. I was like, I'll just get it over with. So the first day of high school, I walk in, and he's in that class, and we just hit it off. But okay. my mother, before I started <laughs> high school, she said, Brianna, you are not allowed to date a guy older than a sophomore. Like, oh wow! Do not. And I don't know why she said that. I mean, I guess I do. I was a freshman, and so, yeah. So I met Andy, and they were like, my mom was like, absolutely not. He's too old for you. 
you know, yeah. all this stuff. And um, we went through a lot with that because yeah. our parents were like, absolutely not, absolutely not. Yeah. And us being with all these teenagers, we're like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to marry him. And they're probably like, okay. <laughs> but um, so we fought through that. And he actually went to church as a kid. They kind of fell out of church. Mm -hmm. um, and so he started coming to church with me once our families allowed us to actually date. We kind of <laughs> waited that out. We outweighed them. So, yeah. <laughs> and um, he became a member at Taylor's with us and actually got rebaptized because um, he was um, in a Lutheran church. So it was a little different growing up. Mm -hmm. He had to go through like classes and things mm -hmm. like that. And so once he got into, not, I wouldn't say a Baptist church, but like a, once he was in this new church environment, he realized he really wanted to get rebaptized and rededicate his life. Mm -hmm. And so he did that. And then he also went to North Greenville. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we dated all throughout high school, all throughout North Greenville. High so we are high school sweethearts. Uh, yes. So we've done a lot of growing up together and a yeah. lot of growing in Christ together because we kind of, I was a freshman when we started Taylor. So, mm -hmm. and I was saved, but yeah. We had just kind of started our church sure. visiting, and so um, that's really special for us because we got to not only grow up together, but also grow as Christians together, mm -hmm. and I think that's really special for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did you do any plays together in drama class? <laughs> oh my goodness, no. So we did not. Um, no. <laughs> I was not good enough. Really? Drama. No. So you would have been the person like carrying the stage props? Yes, we did okay. a lot of like painting the props for the actual drama class we were just uh -huh. like the work courses almost <laughs> we just like helped with the stage you did all the hard work yes i got you i got yes. you the physical labor exactly i got you, I got you. <laughs> now craig i do know um your story and uh and Brianna, some of that stuff I had never heard before, mm -hmm. you know, so, and that's kind of the purpose of this is for right. us to not only reach out to those within our church, but for us to also talk with each other. Um, and Craig, I am a little familiar with the story. Um, there's probably some things I don't know, but um, you are my father-in-law, so I do know some things. Um, but if you could bring us through, I know it's uh, not to call you old, but it's a longer timeline <laughs> that we're dealing with here. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but could you bring us through, uh, maybe, you know, like Brianna did, mention some things that happened and sure. um, bring us up to this point. Sure. Um, I guess you could say as a child, we were, uh, I have an actual older brother and I have a younger sister. So I was actually the middle child. Yeah. And uh, the middle child is in the middle. They get squished in the middle. I can relate. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the older child, he's ha he sort of gets all the stuff from the beginning. Right. You know, because they're the first child, so the parents treat them a certain way. And then the younger child, you know, they get away with everything. <laughs> the middle child, he's kind of stuck, and he gets it all. So anyway, <laughs> but anyway no, it was, it, was a good, it was a good home life. And mom and dad always took us to church. Uh, my dad, he always worked swing shifts. So one week we'd work first shift, the next week he'd work second shift, and next week he'd work third shift. So it wasn't mm -hmm. even like nowadays where you'd work a week or two or a month on a certain shift. So his, his schedule was constantly changing. So he was in and out of the house. And so I don't remember a lot of time with my dad. I mean, you know, he would do things when he could, when he wasn't working. Mm -hmm. You know, I loved to play baseball, basketball, any sport I could play. And, of course, he'd come when he could. Mm -hmm. But anyway, the, they would make sure we was at church. They would always take us to church on Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, even if they went or not. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say my mom would be more faithful, if you will, than my dad was. Uh, not that he wouldn't go, but he just, 
he was just there. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I can even remember a struggle with tithing. You know, my mm. mom would always see the importance of tithing, but my dad was more like, we got to pay the bills. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that was, you know, I remember those dynamics. But still, they made sure we were there, mm. uh, made sure that we were involved in anything that was going on with the youth when I got old enough to get in the youth program. And I just loved going to the youth program. And uh, Wayne Dicker was my actual youth pastor, had a huge impact on my life. And uh, just seeing them not necessarily pour into us one-on-one. I mean, they would when they could, but they intentionally had, like, instead of just your Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, they would have a specific Bible study on a Tuesday night to where just the youth would come, and uh, they would pour into us Bible study. Of course, you'd have fun time as well. But I just really enjoyed being with that, being around other students, uh, learning to grow, and, and knowing that somebody was actually taking the time to pour into us. Mm. And so that made an impact on my life. That's, I guess, where I really started seeing the importance of youth ministry, uh, seeing the importance of pouring into other people. And so as soon as I could, I had the opportunity to start serving. I guess about 18 years old, there was a RAs, if anybody knows what that is, which is Royal. <laughs> way back when, the Baptist Church had RAs and GAs, which is Royal Ambassadors for the Boys, Girls in Action for the Girls, and uh, just emphasizes missions and uh, on Wednesday nights. And so you talk about missionaries, you do mission projects, of course study the Bible, those kind of things. So at 18, a class came open for RAs, and so I started teaching RAs, a little small class, just a few guys in there. Uh, really enjoyed doing that. And I just felt then, probably around 18, somewhere around there, that felt like God was calling me into some type of ministry. I didn't know what it would be. Um, I just started feeling like, man, I, I know God, you want me to do something. And so I just kept... Any opportunities that would come up where I could serve, our church had a visitation program, so I started going out with the men of the church, and of course they would, most of the time I'd sit there to begin with, just watch and listen, I'd kind of be the prayer partner, if you will, on the mm. team, uh, but then you can just see how they start witnessing to people and talking to them, showing you the scriptures to use, and so, man, I learned that, you know, hey, this is the pattern, if you will, the Romans <laughs> road was yeah. a big thing, you know, yeah. uh, and so then I got to where I could do it on my own, and then we started Going out every, we go out every Tuesday night. I mean, we had a map as wounds at StarTex. That's where I grew up at Tucker Paul Baptist Church, and so we had a map of the whole community. We go street by street, house by house, just knocking on doors, you know, telling people about Jesus. And mm-hmm. uh, I just love doing that. Uh, but probably back up just a little bit at eleven, about around eleven years old. Uh, again, being involved in church and all that. Uh, there was a service I can't remember. Pastor was preaching, and I can remember my cousin and a couple other people walking down the aisle. And I said, "Man, I'm going too." Uh, yeah. That's just all it was. Uh, yeah. To be honest, it was. And, but we talked to the pastor and and uh, told him, you know, we want to accept Christ. And he said, "Well, I want to talk to you." And so, you know, I can remember going back to his study and he's sharing scripture with us about being saved. You know, John three sixteen, how God loved the world. Who shall believe in Him shall perish, but have everlasting life. And I can remember talking to him, praying with him. I was baptized then. But then, as I said before, after getting in and involved and start witnessing at 18, involved in you know everything that I could get involved in, learning how to do everything, uh, probably at age 20, uh, I was actually going to a Bailey Smith crusade to be a counselor there. Mm. And uh, so when people would respond, I would be going down and talking to them and you know, yeah. helping yeah. them through the plan of salvation or just praying with them and whatever they're dealing with. And uh, But on the Tuesday night of doing that, uh, crusade uh, he said Bailey Smith said turn to the person beside you and tell him look him in the eye and say I know for sure if I were to die I'd go to heaven well I turned to try to do that and my mouth just would not open mm. and so I believe it was under the Holy Spirit conviction 
whether I was saved at 11 or not, there was things just weren't right. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you can know everything there is to know. And you can know how to lead people to Christ because we don't save anybody anyway. Right. So God could, I mean, I can remember leading people to Christ all those times I went out on visitation. And so I believe they were saved because it's by, what, faith in Christ, not in mm-hmm. Craig. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Uh, so, uh, so then I couldn't say it. And so, man, I was under that conviction. And I saw my pastor. He was down... Matter of fact, it's where Walmart is now. Is the old Dorman High School on the football field. Uh, I saw my pastor down there, and I went down and talked to him, told him what was going on. And he made this statement. He said, eternity is too long to be wrong. Mm. And I said, well, I don't know at 11 if I was saved or not, but I can definitely nail it down now. You mm. know what I mean? I know what Christ did for me. I know all the scripture, you know, uh, for by grace are you saved through faith, not of works. So there's nothing I can do. And so I knew I was under Holy Spirit conviction right there. I asked the Lord to forgive my sins, come into my life to be my Savior. And then I know from that point on, you know, if I wasn't at 11, <laughs> at 20, nailed yeah. it down for sure. Um, and then from that point, uh, if you want to know about Gina, uh, your mother, your mother-in-law, uh, when I was in high school, she's my high school sweetheart as well, and um, so I met her when I was in 11th grade, she was in 10th grade, we had study hall together, and uh, so we, I had a friend that I went to church with, she sort of introduced me to Gina, you know, we just talked in class, or the study hall, whatever, uh, and then there was one night, this is something that everybody may not know. I was actually a cheerleader as well. Uh, this <laughs> yeah, was a time. This was a time when guy cheerleaders was just in college. No high school guy cheerleaders, stuff like that. Uh, but we had our the lady over the cheerleaders, whatever. One had the idea. She wanted to see if she could get some of the guys to, to you know to do it. Yeah. So yeah. my eleventh grade year, we had ten guys and ten girls. Oh wow! And so we were trying to be like the college. You know, we yeah. just pom pom rah rah. <laughs> you know, we were trying to do the stunts. Yeah. We were trying to do all those kind of things. And uh, so anyway, one night after a ball game, uh, I went up. Gina was in the band. She played the little cymbals. <laughs> so anyway, so one night I went up to the band room because our hangout place was always Pizza Inn. You know, Spartanburg. Yeah. So we, some of my friends, we were going to Pizza Inn after the game, and so I went up to the band room, and she was in there, and I just can remember talking to her, you know, trying to see if she would go, and she said, "My mama wouldn't let me go out," you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, but you know, I knew I wanted to go out with her. You know, I, I wanted that opportunity. But anyway, I said, "Well, just ask your mom." We'll come to find out, her mom and my mom went to high school together, so okay. they knew each other. So I had an inroad. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know yeah. his mom. You know, so, <laughs> so anyway, so she allowed her to start dating, and we dated all through high school. Uh, and then we got married, of course, in uh, 1988. Uh, when we got married, of course, I was at Tucker Paul. She was over at Jackson. Uh, and again, I still knew that God was calling me into some type of ministry. I didn't know what it would be. Well, they actually was looking for a summer person to do youth work. They never mm-hmm. had a full-time or even a part-time youth person. And so I went to Jackson and did it for the summer uh, with Gina and joined churches over there. Uh, we became involved working with the youth during the summer, and then after the summer was over, uh, they said, "Would you be interested in doing it full time, part time?" Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Because you know, I worked at Eaton Corporation, sure. and so that's where I had a job. Worked there for 25 years. Uh, during that time, we started out there at uh, Jackson. We just stayed in full full time, part time ministry, <laughs> you know, uh, working at Eaton, and then also doing uh, youth work there at Jackson Baptist. Uh, we were there for 10 years, and then my home church, Tuggle Paul, they were looking for a, a youth pastor. And so I figured 
you know, I asked the Lord, you know, hey, I grew up there. You know, they know who I am, you know, and I've got a good youth ministry going here, so to speak, uh, going well there. Uh, but it felt like God was calling us to go back to Tuggapaw. And so we went back to Tuggapaw and wound up staying there for 10 years. So it was at Jackson for 12, Tuggapaw for 10. And the whole time is just part-time, you know, mm-hmm. working full-time at Eaton Corporation and then trying to do the best we could part-time uh, pouring into students. And uh, then in... 2012, uh, you know, because you were there at Eaton, we were working yeah. crazy, crazy hours, seven days a week, 12 hours a day. Uh, third, shift. Just, yeah, third, <laughs> sh- third shift. Third shift, yeah. So up all night and, yeah. and all that, and, yeah. you know, trying to help with your family and ministry with your family and, mm-hmm. you know, all your family responsibilities with two kids, with Andrew and Katie. And, you know, it just became overwhelming, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like it wasn't fair to the students at Tugapaw. And I just really thought at that time that might be it for ministry for me. Uh, and so uh, I walked away from the ministry, told them, hey, I was done, took a Paul, uh, and they need to find somebody else. And then we also felt like it was a time for us to have a new start as a family, Gina and I and Andrew and Katie. And so we moved our membership, started going down to Crossroads Baptist in Spartanburg just to be members because mm-hmm. we hadn't done that in a while so yeah. you know I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, where you didn't have the ministry responsibility and all that just to soak it in mm. and uh, so we did that for two years and then out of the blue uh, somebody called me here from Welford and said hey uh, we know you used to be in youth ministry we're uh, got a full-time position open if you're interested and I said I'm interested, but I don't know if you'll be interested in me. I said, <laughs> all I have is a high school education. You know, at this time, I'm 46 years old. You know, no de- no degrees from college, never been to college, no nothing mm-hmm. like that. And they said, well, just come talk to us. And so I came and I talked to them, and um, they said, hey, you know, it doesn't matter about an education. doesn't matter about that. If if you feel led to come, you know, we know what, you know, you did at Tuggapaw, at Jackson, et cetera. Uh, we hear your heart for ministry, for the kids. Uh, we want somebody to really, at that time, they just needed somebody to come and love on the kids, what they want to emphasize, and uh, just to pour into them and love them and uh, get them involved in things. You know, Because mm-hmm. I think for a while they had a good bit of turnover, right. things like that. So they wanted some consistency. And so we just felt like God was calling us to come here full-time. Uh, talking about a struggling time, that was a struggling time because it means – Quitting a job for 25 years, then mm-hmm. I'm at good money, good benefits to just step out in faith and mm. never done anything full time before. Right. Uh, how's that going to look? Is the church really going to accept me at 46 years old with no education, so to speak? But they voted us in at 99%. We stepped out in faith. God's provided everything we need. Mm. Uh, things have gone well. Uh, was leading the youth for what? Four years mm-hmm. with that, but then they added in the missions part of it, and then now you came along. We mm-hmm. felt like God was leading us in that direction to bring you on as youth pastor, and then of course we got Brianna's full-time children's director, and they moved me up to just like I say, as you said, working together, not me being your boss, mm-hmm. but just overseeing, making sure we're all focused in the same direction, have the same vision, you yeah. know, ministering to all the kids, students 
hoping they stay connected and then helping the families minister to them as well. Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of where we are. Yeah. Um, I don't know I left a whole lot of <laughs> No, no, no. I keep no. thinking of my questions. But that's a lot, that's a lot of years, you know, yeah. 53 years or whatever it is. You, you are a, uh, you did just get your associate But I did, yeah. From um, uh, Liberty Go Flames. I did, yeah. <laughs> Not something that I pursued. That's an interesting story in itself. Um, yeah. My grandmother passed away, what, three years ago, and I did her funeral, and then that funeral, a distant relative, it'd be like third, fourth cousin, whatever it is. Obviously, she's got some money. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, she just said, I want to talk to you after the service. And I said, okay. And so when I sat down and talked to her, she said, my dad, which would have been like my great-great-uncle or great-uncle, said uh, he's heard you preach before when he came to Tuckapaw to visit and you preached. And he was really impressed with you, whatever. And she said, my only question is, why haven't you ever went to school? And I just said, don't like it. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> not, you know, I just never had desire, you know, to, mm. to pursue that. I had been a studious person, or I don't know if that's correct English, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, but anyway, and I said, I just had never, you know, had that desire. And she said, well, if somebody were to pay for it, she said, would you be willing to go? She said, when I mean pay for it, she said, uh, I mean books, I mean all tuition, everything. It won't cost you nothing. And I said, well, I guess if somebody's going to pay for it, it's free. <laughs> man, how can you say no to that? So she right. said, well, that person's me, and I'll do it. She said, all you got to do is you put it on your credit card and then tell me how much I owe you, and I'll send you a check. She, wow. she did that for me. And wow. so it took me three, I think almost three years, um, but I finally got the associate's degree, um, and it went well. And it was a struggle at times, but God brought us through that as well. And, uh, yep, now I have a... Associate's degree, interdisciplinary studies degree, yeah. which is just emphasizing you know, emphasis in religion and evangelism. Yeah, so. which I believe is the same so, degree that you have from yeah. North Greenville. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that you mentioned um, that's I think is is uh, could lead us to a couple more questions mm -hmm. uh, for for all of us. Um, you, know, you talked about how you understood your responsibility mm -hmm. when you were working and how much work you were having to do, sure. but also the responsibility at home mm -hmm. um, and the responsibility that you had to the youth yeah. uh, there at Tuckapaw. Yeah. Um, that was not an easy decision to make, I'm sure. sure. Um, speak for a moment, both of us. Um, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of people struggle with, and maybe some who, who are listening, is how do we balance the responsibilities that we have in everyday life? Mm -hmm. And how do we balance the responsibilities that God has has given us? Mm -hmm. And and what I, what I like to tell the students is that He's not just given us these things; He's invited invited us into these things. Sure. So, in that moment, speak to that decision that you made. And then, um, you know, obviously it was a difficult decision. Um, what are some of the things that? Obviously, you talk about work and schedules mm -hmm. and responsibilities. Sure. Uh, talk about the importance of the home. Sure. Talk about the importance of understanding your responsibilities. Mm -hmm. um, and then also we'll all speak to how w some of the things that we use and how we understand how to balance life and ministry. Because a lot of people think that, you know, just because you're full-time ministry that you got all day to do something. Oh, yeah. um, and that's not the case. You know, you talked about earlier uh, part full time, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and that's where I'm at right now. Sure. Is a, a bivocational, I think, is the best way to describe yeah, it, um, because it's not a part time thing. It's mm -hmm. it's two full time gigs, you know. It's two full time things that, that God has given me the responsibility of. Yeah. So how do how do we balance those things out? Um, but I want you to speak first about that decision that you made 
understanding the importance of the home and the responsibilities that you had, and then we'll get into, mm-hmm. you know, the work-life balance. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, it's, it's not an easy decision. And number one, you got to know that God's calling you to to be into any type of ministry, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anybody should just jump into it just to, oh, here's a job. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because if it if you do that, then that's all it's going to be is a job. Mm-hmm. But when God's called you to it, then you know, hey, this is, and He's giving you the heart for it, then you're going to be investing, you know, you're investing into somebody else, into somebody mm-hmm. else's life. And it's not just you reaping the benefits from a paycheck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, far beyond that. Um, man, I never ma- I never mastered the home life and the ministry life. Right. I never mastered that. I don't know if anybody ever can. Uh, yeah, but, and, that, and that's why what I'm, yeah, you know, not sure. that we've mastered it, no, 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 no. but that what are some no. things that we use to well, to look, balance those things out? I think mm-hmm. the main thing you use is a lot of prayer, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and just and you gotta you, you gotta stay grounded in He called you, and mm-hmm. because a lot of times you feel inadequate, a lot of times you feel like, am I doing enough at church? Am I am I neglecting my kids? Um, you know, because they have, like you said, I mean, they've got stuff they have to be at when they're younger they've got practices they've got games they've got whatever as you know you have prepare for bible studies for wednesday mm-hmm. nights at that time sunday nights whatever uh sunday mornings if you teach life group you've got leaders that you got to make sure that they're in place yeah. and they're mm-hmm. they're leading properly whatever um so it's just a lot and then you planning you know your calendar for your students Mm-hmm. Or you know whether they're going to summer camp or winter camp or whatever else it might be, uh, and then in between all that, ministering to individuals mm-hmm. when they have needs as well, because you get calls, you get yeah, you know, yeah. hey, yeah. or they just pop up at your house from time to time, <laughs> and, you know, they're struggling with issues, whether it's dating issues, whether it's family issues, all those kind of things. So, mm-hmm. and then having to be a husband. <sighs> Having to be a dad. You gotta be, yeah. So, you know. so you got all that with your own family, <laughs> you know, making sure mom's happy, so to speak, and yeah. the kids are, you know, their needs are being met, and you're giving them time, which, you know, that's that's a struggle. It's a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't, you, I can't go back, you can't go back, but um, definitely would have took more time emphasizing, especially in the homelands we talk about, which is what we want our family ministry to be here at Welford. To be more that disciple maker in the home. Mm. Um, since Andrew and Katie always came to church with me, they actually came through our youth ministry. So I kind of felt like, well, they were getting it at church, mm. what they would right. get. That makes sense. I'm their dad, I'm teaching them, but it's different when it's in your home. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have, in my own fault, because dad is the spiritual leader of the home, the man's sure. the spiritual leader of the home. That's sure. where you go back to scripture. And so you have the responsibility. And you just have to dig in and go for it. You yeah. know, make the sacrifices. Trust in the Lord. It's not by your pi- might or by your powers. By His Spirit, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, but man, I would have took that time at home. Uh, and I encourage whoever's maybe listening to take that time. You don't have to be perfect. Nope. Uh, but like you said, but you have to have that dedicated time. You make it a priority. You talk about spiritual disciplines. I know mm-hmm. that you've been going through. You know, make those disciplines a priority. Yeah. I mean. I mean, we make getting up our kids getting up at a certain time a priority. We make them brushing their teeth a priority. All mm-hmm. those things. So it's got to be the same kind of deal. Sure. You just make it that important time to spend time with them and and going through a, a daily devotion and uh, teaching them how to you know just read the Word of God and just as you sit around the table to have conversations you know that you direct towards 
you know, the Lord and, and what the Bible says about these particular issues. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about our church, visit welfarechurch.org. Blessings.